Hey there, friends, and thanks for tuning into the show. I'm Tony Barardo, and as always, I'm here with my beautiful wife, Brenda. Hello. Hello. If y'all didn't know, we started a business called Meet Cute Box, where we'll send you and your partner a curated date night box every month full of items only from local businesses around the world. <sighs> That's right. But on this podcast, we're going to research some relationship advice, give out date night ideas, and much, much more. Thanks for joining us and hope you'll tell a friend and subscribe. Hmm. Well, let's get started, shall we, babe? Let's. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you yet again for tuning in to another fantastic episode of the Meet Cute Box podcast. I'm your host and founder of Meet Cute Box, Tony Berardo. As always, I'm joined with the co-founder and my co-host. That was unfortunate. She literally itched her nose with her middle finger as I was introducing her. I didn't mean to do that. My nose just really itched and that one just conveniently went. Your middle finger conveniently <laughs> flicked me off. I was about to give you an incredible intro too. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> this is why I wish we video this podcast. <laughs> but of course I'm joined as always with my beautiful, adoring, sometimes middle-fingered co-host, Brenda Berardo. Hello. Hello, wife. <laughs> Hello. Today's episode, we're going to get into something that uh, is fitting for what just happened. <laughs> Why you should be listening to your partner. <laughs> this is episode five of the Meet Cute Box podcast. Uh, so of course, as always, like, uh, most, um, fucking rookie move, my mother texting me at stupid hours of the night. (laughs) Do mothers ever do that to you guys? Yeah, probably. Um, love you, mom. Like most podcasts, uh, that we do, uh, this is no different. We research relationship advice, give out some dating, date night ideas, and of course talk about, uh, what we previously had in our last month's meet cute box. Uh, so first let's get started what we did, uh, back in August. It was a very fun date night box. A lot of people loved it. You know, it's the end of summer essentially. So we called it the summer of love. You remember that baby? That was fun. Yeah. Uh, create their own tie dye. We gave them kind of like a seventies theme style box. It was inspired by created with love, which is also another like game night subscription box company. Really cool place. We picked up a few of their products before. But it was very cool. It was a very 70s themed. Uh, we had a place where you could do a bucket list and kind of go through that. So there was just a bunch of stuff. But, you know, unfortunately, like all of our boxes, every month you experience a new themed date night box. Surprise. But then we're never going to do that box again. So for everyone who's like, oh, that sounds great. Let me subscribe right now. You're never going to get that box. You missed it. But the good news is if you subscribe now, September this month is absolutely crazy. I don't want to give too much away, but there are some outdoor festivities involved, but it rhymes with chores. <laughs> it's a s'mores kit. Oh my God. And it's so fun. But that's all I'm going to say about it. There's a bunch of stuff that's in the box, but yeah, you guys should check that out. All right. Well, why don't you get us started, babe? So we, uh, again, on this podcast, we were, you know, research relationship advice and date night ideas. So this episode is about why you should listen to your partner. And I'm going to listen to you, babe, because everyone's hearing me. So go ahead. <laughs> Uno reverse. I just flicked her off when I was itching my nose. <laughs> Got him. 
People tend to look at communication as nothing more than self-expression, yet that's only part of the equation. The real important element includes knowing how to listen. The ability to listen to a partner effectively allows a full understanding of their perspective. It means you are able to have constructive conversations and have your personal point of view considered. There are so many misunderstandings in relationships that are the result of partners feeling as if their words and feelings are not being heard. Mm, so true. Very. And one of these tips about how you should be listening to your partner more is choose a proper place and time. Finding a good time and place in which you are both in a state of relaxation is a critical part of effective communication. Kind of like how we were before they started this podcast. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you, if you, should we start over? <laughs> it's too late now. We're in too deep. If you find that you are shouting together from different rooms, you aren't likely to hear what the other person is saying. Furthermore, it's very difficult to listen to someone when there are distractions like loud background noise competing for attention. Next one's use body language. I do that a lot. But you do too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you face the person you are talking to, you're far less likely to focus on what is being said as opposed to looking somewhere else. If they are upset, consider sitting close by, placing an arm around them, and be certain to maintain eye contact. The arm around. That's a little weird. That's situational yes because if we're mad right. the last thing i want is your arm around me that's true yes it's gonna get slapped yeah or broke one of the two <laughs> listen with intelligence people often joke about things because it's far easier than to say it outright conversely they may be trying to imply something without saying it openly this can go as far as saying the complete opposite of what they actually mean Intelligent listening means looking out for the deeper context of a partner's words and going beyond hearing what they are saying to trying to actually understand what they want to say. Mm. Sounds a little mind reader to me. Open-ended questions such as what was that like for you is a phenomenal method of extending a conversation further as it provides the partner the chance to explain things more openly rather than simply putting words into their mouth. Mm. The good old 80-20 rule you know, open-ended questions. So that way it creates more of a conversation. Yes. You know, so if you tell a story about something that happened in your childhood, you know, your partner could easily say, hmm, and what was that like for you? You almost want to like teeter the line between partner and psychiatrist. You know, because psychiatrists are always really good at asking questions mm. that are obvious, but it makes the patient open up. And that came to my head because all I can think about is the patient, <laughs> which is a new show we're watching on. Yeah. Hulu. But also it's about having an unbiased opinion because... What was that like for you? What? Having an unbiased opinion? I don't know. Just it recommended I say that on that last thing that you just said. What was that like for you? I mean, I haven't gone to a therapist before. Well, that's a lie. When I was a kid, I went to a therapist. Mm. Speech impediment? No. I developed a huge fear of dying. <laughs> why'd, you go to, why'd you go to a psychiatrist <laughs> when you were a kid? Because I developed a huge fear of dying. Wow. But no, I really did. Like, I would wake up in the middle of the night crying, saying I never want to grow up. Whoa. Because I watched Selena. And we all know how that ended. Not well. Not well. Good for J-Lo. Yes. 
but not for Selena. Not for Selena. R.I.P. Dark. Onward. This is a family show. Um, but, you know, I think the whole idea behind that is listen with intelligence, but not overtaking your partner, hearing them out, listening to them. Mm. So, like, as you were telling that story that made me want to kill myself, you I were listened. listening to me. Sure I was. No, you weren't. I guess I was. You played crickets. No. Well, I did that as well. But I was also listening to you. 80% listening, 20% talking. Yes. But I let you say the whole thing. I didn't yeah. interrupt you. Yeah. I could have finished the story, which I do sometimes, but it's only because I'm impatient. Very. I have to get like cliff notes ready to rock. There's only 24 hours in a day, so, you know, got to speed it up. Next up. Go ahead. You're on a roll. I just read the last one. Oh. Understanding versus being understood. It's very easy to focus on things you desire to say instead of the partner's point of view. However, this risks you simply waiting for the opportunity to speak instead of listening. Before you begin to open your mouth, commit to putting your agenda and views aside for the discussion. That's definitely something I don't do. Mm -hmm. But it's because I, I'm very passionate and I have a lot of views. Yes. Here's, I like to hear people, but I also like to yeah. tell people things. You wait. Avoid placing judgment. Communication will only flourish when there is mutual trust. However, it flounders when there is criticism or judgment. The ability to listen without imposing judgmental statements or putting others down is critical to maintaining and building more trust. Even if you find that what is being said by your partner makes little sense, interrupting them is only going to hurt their feelings. No matter the temptation to insist you're in the right, don't give in to your emotions and listen calmly. Mm. I think we're all guilty of that. Don't be looking at me like that. <laughs> but I think there is a level of, you know, naturally we all judge each other anyway, like everybody, partners or not. So just the, the fact that you can't, judge your partner it's it's tough you got to get no you can do judge you can judge in the heat of the moment how you place that judgment of course like there's a difference if i'm doing something stupid in the kitchen because i do that sing dance whatever right. and you judge me on that we can laugh about that right but if we're having a heated discussion and i mention something and you judge me on that it's a whole different vibe of course yes yeah just like anything it's all about context Yes. But, you know, that's the thing is like you're sometimes we're all stuck in this habit of doing things one way. And then, you know, if we're in an argument, you might be more upset about that thing than I am. So I'm just being me the whole time. I haven't changed. But, you know, sometimes you girls with your hormones, you get a little sensey. Oh, my Atlanta. Just like guys with our hormones, we get a little testy. <laughs> no pun intended. Extra testosterone. And, you know, we get a little bit more angry than we're supposed to. Just like women, you get a little bit more emotional than you're supposed to. Sometimes you don't... Uh, Not that we're supposed to. Just naturally, that's where it goes. Well, no, I mean supposed to like in that if everyone's on one path, that's a straight line, so to speak. When you get in these arguments, sometimes women get emotional, but the guys are in that, that straight line still. We haven't changed. Sometimes. But, but it seems like we've changed because, you know, Hormones get fluctuated. And, you know, guys are the same way too. Sometimes, like, if I get really upset or something and you're not upset, you think I'm getting like crazy upset, but really I'm going only a couple notches above. That's how I look at it. Interesting. It's hard to be on this emotional roller coaster that is woman. Yeah, you guys do get, that's really not fair. No, it's not. But it's also not fair to us. Have you ever been on Shikra? 
the roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that depicts it perfectly. It's like, I'm excited. I'm excited. Then it hangs at the top and you're like, I I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then it goes and it's like this, you can't even feel anything because it's just like an out of body experience. Like you're dying and then it stops at the top and you kind of catch your breath. That wasn't so bad. And then another dip, that's a woman's emotional. Every three weeks. Every day, all day. More so when it comes to that time of the month, you need an exorcist like the week before or a few days before. Yeah. You can always tell when mine's coming because I have an outer body experience where I am a biatch. Well, you're you're just uh again, the hormones. You're a little bit testy. A little testy. Yeah. But I get it. You got blood coming out of your wall. <laughs> Why are you breathing? That's how I feel. <laughs> you say that to me? In my head. I don't tell it to your face. <laughs> like you'll do something and I'll just be like why in my head but i know it's irrational well and that's why we we mostly argue (laughs) when you're on your period and you always pick to argue with me right before no no it always just ends up that way (laughs) settle settle it's not that i always pick do you think it's because i always pick that time or is it possible? <laughs> oh, here we go. Is it possible mm. that you're kind of, kind of a, kind of a, <laughs> kind mm, of a what? You're a little bit of a view <laughs> during that time. You know, it, it fuels my fire as well. It gets me a little testy. Is that possible? Maybe. I'll take it. Next one. Fitting, really. <laughs> Demonstrate empathy. You do not have to always agree but it is important to always make clear that you understood the partner or at the very least, try to understand. There is a multitude of techniques you can employ to solve this, including the following. Mirror what your partner said. By repeating back to them their words, it makes it quite clear that the focus is on them and not yourself. And of course, not in a condescending or sarcastic way. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mirror it that way. You know, saying things like, I understand your XYZ. This is how we solve it type of thing. Without being rude. Yeah. Rude. (laughs) Next one is provide clarification. You need to ensure that you're getting things right instead of assuming. A simple way to do this is by asking questions such as, am I following this right? Also, non-sarcastically. Yeah. (laughs) Less proper as well. Like I I would would say something like, am I getting this right? But depending on how I say it, it sounds kind of... Yeah. Asshole-y. The tone is very important there. I don't know. Am I getting this right, babe? That's probably the wrong yeah. thing to say. Am I following this right? That you're being crazy? <laughs> yeah, that's not the right way. Calm down. Definitely not. That should be on here. Don't say those words. Calm down. Seriously, the top three. Yeah. In the top three of things you should never say to a woman. That and moist. Ugh. Um, next one, show empathy. Sentences. Like, I can imagine that was difficult, are extremely useful in demonstrating to your partner that you're not only listening, but you're putting yourself directly in their shoes. No, that's quite good. Just some great tips on how to listen to your partner. Yes. What do you think? Did you get some value out of that, dear? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody uh, requires reflection in that department. Indeed. And do you feel that we listen to each other pretty well? Most of the time. There are times where we're both at a certain level that we don't. Testy. 
but I think that um, we can read the room and we reassess. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is knowing when to listen, when to carry on, and when not to. Mm-hmm. It took us a while to get there, and sometimes we each forget, I think, sometimes when to stop, when to carry on, what well, to say, what not to say. I actually read something the other day that I feel pertains mm, to tell. where, you know, there's two type of people. They might be in the same relationship or they might not be. Mm-hmm. But there's the reactive person and there's non-confrontational person to where one person wants to solve the problem right then and there and the other person needs time to assess, gather the information and then come back at a later time, Mm. which I feel we have that combo. I'm a retreater. You are more so I want to fix it now. (laughs) Yes. And it's getting that balance. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, Realizing that you are those people, yeah, and working through it. That's right, and you know, it's uh, not not saying either one's right or wrong. Yeah, you ha- definitely have to identify that. But I also mm-hmm. think there needs to be a level of, as we grow, as a married couple, we have to not only identify that, but we have to try to be those other people, and and through that, we'll find that median where we're both essentially you're meeting in the middle, quite literally. Where well, you definitely are the retreater. Oh, yeah. And I'm the one that's like chasing you, being like, get over here. We need to talk about it. And then and I'm running away, yeah. getting more and more flustered. And now I'm yeah. seeing red and don't know how to talk. Yeah, Goodbye. So <laughs> I should be taking a few steps back to lay off. You should be taking a few steps forward to try to fix it. And then eventually we'll meet in the middle as opposed to. Well, that's something that she said that I know I need to work on is it's okay to be that way being the retreater, but also the deal is they have to be the one to initiate coming back to resolve it, which I have an issue with aggressively. Yes. Well, you get that from some family members. Won't mention any names. Where you don't necessarily uh, talk about things, and then, you know, it just gets bottled up. See, me, I, I, I caught on at a very early age. If I bottle things up, even though sometimes that's the right thing to do, the way my personality is and the way I am, I literally blow up. And oh, I'm aware. You've seen it. So that's why I have to. Like if I, I mean, that's a, one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast is because I have to get things out. Like if something's on my mind, like you've seen my notes app. Like if something's Nobody on my mind. Nobody wants to see that notes yeah, app. It's a lot. Like if <laughs> something's on my mind, I have to write it down or I have to do a podcast about it or I have to do it. Because if not, it'll keep me up at night send out texts about it, voice memos, like I'll just, I need to talk about it. I need to do it. So unfortunately, the reason I say that is because there's no fixing me. You're our last hope. You need. There is fixing you. No, there's no way I'm going to calm down. Like I'm never going to get to. You just have to consciously, consciously be aware of it in the moment, which sometimes I just let you gas out. And I look at you and you're like, I did it again. And I'm like, yeah, that happens a lot. But that's you kind of being conscious about it because you'll go on a little bit of a rant. Mm. And then when I don't say anything, <laughs> you'll just look at me <laughs> and notice, oh, you come back. Yeah. Welcome back. It's funny. though. <laughs> Can I share what you do at the restaurants? It's not that strange. I feel like people do this. <laughs> I don't know. I've never met somebody that does that. We'll put a poll on the Me Cute Instagram. Maybe. So, Tony... <laughs> That's we, me. 
we get to the restaurant and it could be a restaurant that we go to every weekend or it could be, you know, just randomly. But he always lists off some four or five items excitedly (laughs) every time we sit down at a restaurant when I'm trying to read, but I get distracted because he's bringing up these, ooh, they have avocado toast. Ooh, they have this. Ooh, But he'll do it like four or five times and then I start laughing and he's like, oh. And he catches himself, but it's every time, every single time. It's so funny. <laughs> In my defense, I think I do that. I don't know I'm doing it, but I think I, I do it because I see something. And this is how my mind works. When I see it, I have to say it. I have to do something about it. Are you it. having like a New York philosophy? See something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, New Yorkers tend to just walk yeah. by some crazy shit and don't say nothing because well, they don't want to be involved. Yeah. There was a good Samaritan law, I feel like, mm-hmm. where if you, if you get caught not doing anything, you get in trouble. I think that was a thing. But yeah, that's, that's how I feel, though, is if I, see, if I see something on the menu, even though I've seen it every week <laughs> and it's the same, I, you know, those are words that are in my head. So it just naturally comes out of my face. It's funny. I, I have no room to talk. I'm a super quirky person, but Very. it's just funny. But unfortunately, we don't have enough time on this episode to talk about all of our quirks. Oh, that's uh, just my only one quirk that no, I have. That is yep. not. And that's it because we're ending the podcast <laughs> and I'm muting her microphone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to yet again another episode of the Meet Cute Box podcast. Just kidding, dear. Your mic is live again. Hello. Hi. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Definitely check out meetcutebox.com if you haven't already to take a look at the date night subscription box that you will love every single month. Meetcutebox.com. Bye. Bye.